Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, ready to recap a Chicago Red Stars victory. So ready to recap that victory. It's been a while, been a long time coming. Lots to talk about here. Couldn't do it alone. No one can ever do anything alone. So I am here tonight with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. The Scam Originator. How are you doing tonight, Claire? doing okay making it through you know this week yeah yeah you feeling like a like a winner at all over there yeah i don't feel like a loser tell you feels nice uh-huh. feels nice to not feel like a, a loser chicago red stars faced off against uh, orlando pride uh this past sunday headed into orlando on a bit of a skid some would call it a slump. Some would call it some other not-so-nice things. But three-game losing streak. Um, also a three-game goalless streak. Uh, definitely some concerns there, right, for the Red Stars. And heading into Orlando, I think when you and I were previewing this match, um, one of the things I think that we felt about was sort of like, them a we didn't want them to feel like they had this type of match in the bag right and b we at the moment we were unsure whether or not sam kerr would be available uh for selection in this match and that despite that this red stars team as they were assembled as they were constructed to be specifically for this world cup break um, still should have had the capability to go into Orlando with confidence, right, and win against an Orlando Pride team. And, and I think you and I could both agree that we didn't know if that was there or not, right, heading in uh, to this match. We'd heard a lot of the right things coming out of a post-game uh, loss against Rain FC, right? Rory Dame said a lot of the good things, you know, wanting – to get goals and a win for that specific uh, group who has been working very hard, right? Week in, week out. And players like Vanessa DiBernardo and Casey Short, uh, both just saying, A, Casey Short saying that she was over it, over the losing. And Vanessa DiBernardo mentioning that a change in the mentality needed to happen, that it was just not, you know, okay to sort of have that sort of losing mentality. So coming into this match and then later on, finding out that Sam Kerr was making her return, whether or not she was going to be available to start. There were all those things sort of brewing with excitement as this match took place. And as the starting lineup rolled out, nice uh, nice surprise. Welcome back, Sam Kerr. So for the Red Stars, they lined up as follows. They had Emily Boyd in net, Aaron Wright, Sarah Gordon, Katie Nodden, Casey Short, Nikki Stanton, Danny Colaprico, Michelle Vasconcelos, uh, Vanessa DiBernardo, Yuki Nagasato, and Sam Kerr. Rounding out that starting 11, they gave us a bit of a throwback, took it back to the 4-4-2. We saw it against the rain as well last week. Claire, what were some of your initial impressions when you saw this lineup? Uh, I was not expecting Sam Kerr to be back this week. Other than, um, you know, so it, it, it was clear through social media that um, many of the Brazilians came right back to their clubs Um Abby Ursag came right back to uh, North Carolina after New Zealand's exit from the World Cup. We knew the Australians were coming back, but it kind of seemed like they were all on their own individual timelines, and 
no one was sure exactly uh, who was going to play or who was available. And it really just seemed like it was up to whoever wanted to. Um, I did kind of figure that if Kerr, if Kerr decided to come back to Chicago this week, she'd probably travel with the team just because like, why not? You know, it's better than sitting around Chicago by yourself. But um, I was, I was maybe a little bit, but then the other thing too is I just don't think Rory James is ever just going to leave her on the bench, you know? So um, I, in a lot of ways, I totally get why all of that happened. I'm not sure why she played 90 minutes um, other than maybe she would have killed him if she, if he had taken her off of the field. Um, You know, I was a little bit surprised that both McCaskill and Johnson got benched, but I also understand wanting to ease Kerr back into, you know, what she was working with when she left and uh, what else? Oh, I mean, Katie Naughton was questionable uh, with a hip issue. Um, oh. And so I was happy to see her start and also was not shocked that she could only go 45. Yep. Yeah. No, same here. Um, I liked seeing uh, Michelle Vasconcelos get the start against Orlando Pride with uh, Sam Kerr's return. I think that they were trying to build on something there The with that with those three with Michelle Vesentelis earlier in this season, sort of coming off of the bench and um, giving this spark. Right. But I also, it was noticeable for me to sort of see her get that start because there's this sort of uh, culture that's ingrained within the Red Stars, you know, this concept of needing to earn your minutes and earn your place in the starting 11 when it comes to their trainings week in and week out. And obviously there was something there with the return, you know, mixed with the return of Sam Kerr out of Michelle Vasconcelos for her to earn that start uh, this weekend. So kudos to her. And I thought that she had a, a pretty big, a good game. And I think for this match in particular, for people who have sort of been uh, swept up and enthralled in the World Cup, right, including ourselves, this game in particular was a nice little uh, post-World Cup dessert for those of us who are keeping up with it, you know, we're already into the semifinals uh, that are going to be taking place and then eventually the World Cup final. So that the World Cup's coming to an end. So to sort of have this match and then have Sam Kerr making her return and then on the other side with Martha making her return as well, I thought that was kind of a nice little treat. For Orlando Fry, uh, they rolled out as followed with their starting 11. They had Haley Kopmeyer, Carson Pickett, Tony Pressey, Morgan Reed, Aaron Greening, uh, Marissa Vigiano, uh, Bridget Callahan, Joanna Boyle, Shioma uh, Abogagu, Martha, and Rachel Hill sort of uh, mar- uh, rounding out there, starting 11 there. And again, I already mentioned Martha. That was really cool to see her and then Sam Kerr on the other side there. Do you have any initial impressions of Orlando Pride starting 11 at all? Um, I wasn't surprised that Marta started. Uh, you know, I thought, trying to think what else. No. It's just kind of what I expected. Um, I was a little bit surprised that Camilla didn't start, but obviously as the game played out, she ended up playing for a lot of the game anyway. Um, no, I mean, my only impressions of Orlando, and we'll get into this when we get you know, into the game, is... It, it was it was a very it was a crazy kind of sloppy match, but I do think that Orlando is playing better than they have been um, in in past weeks. No, absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. I mean, they were coming into this match um, getting goals, right, getting results, so they were not headed into you know this home match for them 
sort of unscathed. You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that they were riding high, but they were definitely riding some more personal momentum for themselves. Yeah, they were playing with a certain amount of confidence, at least offensively. I thought um, that we didn't necessarily see a ton from them in, in early in the season. Yeah, no, for sure. And then having this game uh, kick off, right? So we have this this game kick off, and um, you see Orlando sort of make an impact right away. And I thought kind of like, oh, geez, you know, you had Rachel Hill sort of uh, get a, a bit of a free kick there for Orlando. But as soon as you maybe started to think that this also could go Chicago's way, you had Sam Kerr just getting on the ball immediately. Sam Kerr making an attempt uh, on goal in the sixth minute, and it actually – was due to Casey Short with her immediately like serving this ball from the flank. And then it was saved by Kopmeyer. And it was so funny watching this live because here it's like, Hey, welcome back, Sam Kerr. She had this service and then this attempt on goal and it was saved. And while they were showing that attempt, Sam Kerr pressured Kopmeyer to intercept a poor back pass and then scored immediately in the seventh minute. So it was so funny to sort of be given that replay and then essentially miss the, the what was the making of the, her first goal. And Sam Kerr got the first goal in this match and her first goal back from the World Cup right in the seventh minute for Chicago Red Stars. And it was just, uh, it was just, I don't, I wasn't unsurprised that Sam Kerr was a player to go ahead and finally break that scoring drop for the Chicago Red Stars and. I also wasn't surprised that Sam Kerr did it on an intercepted back pass. I mean, Sam Kerr, we've seen her pressure center backs. We've seen her pressure goalkeepers in this league and be able to get goals. I mean, she did it last year against Alana Kennedy, and she sort of had a mean um, interception and, and got a goal last, last, uh, last year. But I think I was a little surprised at how early Started, I would. I think I would have expected maybe there'd be a little back and forth. I, I would have been less surprised if it would have happened in the first 15 versus like the first six or seven minutes of the match. But really, really good goal from from uh, from Sam Kerr there. But a bit of a back and forth uh, after that first goal. You know, they usually say after a goal, those first five minutes after a goal are, are pretty dangerous. And then you had Orlando Pride actually come right back and try to make a bit of an attempt on their old. You had. Marta, who also was trying to get involved into this game immediately uh, back with her club team. And Carson Pickett actually pressured Emily Boyd a little bit with both Casey Short on her and then eventually getting um, a shot off. So the, Emily Boyd got pretty tested pretty early um, inside inside this match. But I want to go back to uh, the starting lineup really quickly because for – for the pride, you had um, Obogogu making this sort of uh, these impact runs for for Orlando Pride, and she, she, I believe, you said off mic when we were speaking that she was working very hard for them. Uh, what were some things out of uh, Obogogu that you enjoyed seeing this match? Yeah, I like Shioma Obogogu. Um, she's a player. This was la- true last year too, um, and it's even true, you know, when Orlando has some of its more big name players back. Is she's an incredibly hard worker. Um, she's always trying to make runs. She's, you know, she's active at all times. Um, she just, she just, she seems like a player. And I think I, I maybe, I don't remember if I tweeted this or not, but she, she looks like someone who maybe needed like one element of coaching at some point in her development 
to kind of flip the switch in her decision making in the final third, um, which it's so funny to have a player who's doing everything but that, but she's a forward, so it affects everything that she does. Um, it seemed like there were points in the game where she would do such good things and she would, you know, expose, you know, Chicago's back line and she would um, get in behind. And then, like, there was one instance where she just fell over. Um, yeah, she's interesting to me. And I know that she's someone that, you know, that you could see sometimes how she would even frustrate teammates with the, the way that she would do such good things and then kind of flub it at the end. Um, but obviously work rate counts for something. And, and that got, that got them at least one goal. Um, yeah, she did work hard. Like you said, she, she was working hard. She ended up doing something, but uh, yeah, it was right in that uh, 21st, 22nd minute there. Uh, there was a bit of a, I don't know. I think maybe it was a combination of just sort of, of lackadaisical, uh, back passes and a combination of just a poor touch from Emily Boyd where Abogogo was able to just sort of pounce on this heavy touch from Emily Boyd and be able to convert. So very, very early within the first 20 minutes of this match, for all you young goalkeepers out there, we saw two examples of, you know, needing to have some good footwork <laughs> and being able to, you know, not force have those forced uh, errors and turn those over into into goals. So you had Sam Kerr on one end and then Abogogu on the other. And then from, you know, after that goal, you had the Red Stars sort of uh, go ahead and maybe try to build up some of their connecting play, which they weren't. For me, I wasn't really seeing a whole lot of. Uh, you had Vanessa DiBernardo with a block shot, you know, the 27th minute, you know, a miss from Yugi Nagasato uh, in the 29th, 30th minute. And then you have two multiple, like two attempts from Casey Short, again, who I thought had a great uh, game this match. Uh, she's, I thought she's had, she's actually had a, a really great uh, World Cup stretch herself um, defensively for this team. Uh, but in this match in particular, I know for, Seeing someone like Casey Shore being able to get up the flank and trying to sort of create these offensive opportunities for the team, which is something that we've actually been seeing, uh, I would say, more maybe on the left-hand side with with Aaron Gillen. But sort of seeing Casey Shore do that this match, I think, said a little bit about what was or was not happening for the Red Stars in the midfield. Yeah, I, I think Casey Short worked very hard in this game and obviously in the second half she was asked to cover a lot more ground than she had to in the first. But, um, no, I mean, the issue that I think probably my number one negative from this match, and this was my negative last week and the week before and the week before that, and even going back to when they were winning, is they, they're they getting bodied off the ball in the midfield. Um, and it's... Sometimes it's a lack of communication. Sometimes it feels like it's a lack of urgency. Um, sometimes it feels like a lack of effort. And, you know, it's it's that when you look at the number of games that they did lose just because it looked like the other team was working harder, um, even though, you know, if you look at the stats line, like Chicago, you know, they outplayed Orlando in this game, but that was the one area of the field where they just got they just got outworked and that's bad it's not good um and it's not good that that didn't hasn't improved um in this many weeks yeah and so despite being happy about a lot of things about the performance 
this is an issue that they need to deal with. Otherwise, they're going to get creamed once everyone comes back. Yeah. Like, it's great that Sam Kerr can come back from the World Cup, hop back into performing with her team, and score a hat trick like it's nothing. Like, scoring a hat trick for Sam Kerr in games against teams like Orlando Pride is apparently probably as easy as her being able to put on her boots. But for for this team in particular to sort of see this struggle that they've been ha- having, it's also- this, this concept of them getting kind of outworked right is just very uncharacteristic right of this red star scene and it also it it kind of it's really showing me i think that i in particular was kind of hard on katie naughton in the first third of this season but now what i'm seeing it's not her fault the defense is absorbing absorbing pressure that they shouldn't have to have um because of the duels that are not being won in the midfield um, and it just puts them in bad positions and it makes yeah. them look silly and yeah. it's, that's not their fault. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy to think about. It's like, okay, we're singing the praises of, of players like, like Casey short, right. But also Sarah Gordon. Right. And you're looking at these players and you're like, wow, you're looking at that back line. And you're like, man, these, there are these two players who are like these defensive anchors for this team right now in Casey short and Sarah Gordon, but at the same time, you're kind of wondering, like, well, when did, how, and when did, why did, why did that happen? You know, even if you're just looking for somebody like Sarah Gordon with some of her stats, you know, she's got nine starts to date so far. You're talking about she's got 24 clearances, 14 interceptions under her belt. She's got an an 86 percent coverage rate on her tackles. Right. Like, I'm just kind of like, that's a, and don't get me wrong, that's, that's amazing. Like, I've been singing the praises of Sarah Gordon and Casey Shore as like these defensive stalwarts for the back line for a while now. But at the same time, that's it's part of because of what they're seeing defensively on the back line right. when they're being given the responsibility to sort of cover all of this ground, you know? So, um, yeah, Sarah Gordon makes, like, these amazing recovery runs. And, oh, my God, look at her pace. And Casey Short and her ability to get up and down the flake. And, oh, my God, that's so amazing, right? But it's kind of like – well, damn, we're they're being asked to work a lot. They are being asked to work a lot, and um, this is not an issue that Chicago had last year. Um, and I don't know if it. I don't know why. I don't know if there are just certain players who aren't who are running at like seventy for seventy five, eighty percent right now, um, and why that's happening. Uh, but. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I don't think it's, un, it's, it's frustrating and I don't think yeah. it's unfair to say that. And this is, I mean, zero, I mean, zero, absolutely zero dis, disrespect to the lineup that Orlando put out there, right. but I'm sorry. And shout out to Joe Boyles because, you know, she did her thing with the Red Sox last year, but players like Bridget Callahan, Marissa Vigiano, you know, some of these players who are getting minutes for the first time as professionals should not be bodying off of the ball players on the Chicago Red Star squad who have been playing as professionals for years now. You know what I mean? It's right. again, it just goes back to what I'm saying, which is like, it just it looks very uncharacteristic uh, as someone who's sort of watched these players and um, covered them for X amount of time now. Um, so again, kudos to those, to those Orlando pride players who 
we're trying to put in the work and, and get a result for the team. But yeah, and I do want to also this, say from this side, we're kind of like, what's going on? There? Right. And I want to, I want to say good things though, too. Like, um, obviously Casey short had a better game. I thought than we'd seen from her in about a month. Um, I thought she did great. I thought, uh, you know, I thought Yuki Nagasato, I mean, watching it, I couldn't tell, but you know, her, she had 93% passing accuracy in this game. And she had that great, uh, you know, that classic Yuki heads up play to spring Sam on that second goal. Um, which I didn't appreciate in the moment. I didn't see exactly what happened, but going back and watching the highlights, (laughs) I was like, well, that's Yuki. (laughs) Yeah. That's Uh, what she does. She did that. That's actually yeah. what took us into. That's actually took us into halftime. Right. Sam Kerr and yeah. Nagasato connected for that goal in stoppage time of the first half. This game, you know, I think we're also not talking about the the fact that there were some gross muggy conditions out there. Sure. You know? Yeah. Well, the, um, the there one was other thing I... break yeah. and all that. So that that was what they connect. They were able to connect on that in, in that stoppage time. Right. Of, of the first half and it was a great goal it wasn't something that we you know didn't see before you know yuki has done that in the past well okay. against some battles during the yeah range. so let's cool. let's be real so what happened was Haley kottmeyer did not kick the ball over Fuck. the halfway line <laughs> she kicked it kick that ball she kicked it right to yuki nagasato's head which is on it. <laughs> which had a giant goose egg on it for most of the game 93 percent accuracy with a head wound um and yeah. that's yuki uh this is the second time this has happened. Michelle Beto's did the exact same thing last year. Um, yes. You can't kick it to Yuki's head, you guys. But no, no, no. The the one thing I would say, though, is like it's you can laugh. You know, it was not a great goalkeeping game from either team. But, um, you know, I, I tweeted this. I said, people always say with Sam that it's like defenders just keep kicking it to her. But they keep kicking it to her. Like, her positioning is so naturally strong in that she goes unnoticed while also freaking the back line out um and her positioning there to be wide open and she always finds a way to be on side in those situations too which is impressive um there's those kinds of giveaways usually result in a striker being offside because they weren't expecting them um but maybe they were expecting them against Orlando. I don't know. But uh, uh, that play, it's really easy to watch that and say, well, that was stupid. But it's not. That was by design. And that's a huge positive, too, because I think you could watch this game, if you even half watched it or or watched it as a fan or didn't go back and rewatch, you could really think that Chicago had just some real dumb stuff happen. And they did. But this is that's not new that kind of pickup of a goal like that is not new for the red stars. No, not at all. Um, Oh, oh, I forget the other thing I was going to say, Marta played really well in this game. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about the hapless Orlando defense, but, but what Chicago had or not Chicago, but Orlando had going forward, um, was a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more dangerous than what we've seen from them in the past. I think Marta came back a little bit re-energized. Oh yeah, for sure, man. She was rocking that purple bold lift. It was going to happen. Yeah. She was she was coming out to play, um, but yeah, no, I love I love that they scored, that the Red Stars scored before the half, and I love that it was a a combined effort of Yuki Nagasato and Sam Kerr, uh, scaling back a little bit for into earlier into that half. Uh, there was a collision between Yuki Nagasato and Bridget Callahan, and 
she was subbed off because she ended up getting the worst of it, a little bit of a bloody head injury, whereas Nagasato just kept playing with this egg on her head. Um, and they ended up connecting for that really beautiful goal. And it was nice to head into the half, right, up 2-1 to one, uh, over Orlando and kind of wanted to see a little bit more out of the Red Stars because it felt like there was more there. And they came out in this second half uh, – still sort of keeping the pressure on Orlando um, and sort of really pushing for that kind of dominant win that they've been searching for for a really long time. Uh, coming into that, right away, you had uh, DiBernardo uh, with a missed attempt. Um, you had Sam Kerr with another shot on target. And then this almost sort of weird opportunity within the 50th minute where both Sam Kerr, well, well, both like Kerr and Nagasato were able to almost get a touch on this ball within the box, but uh, Kopmeyer just ended up sort of scrambling out and saving it. And then uh, that was around the 50th minute. And then about five minutes later, uh, Sam Kerr received this really great ball from Michelle Vasconcelos and ended up just with a bunch of space in front of her. And Sam Kerr ended up doing what she does best, just utilizing all of that space and just that, literally created her own shot. And it was a beautiful, beautiful. That was a great finish. Yeah, that was like, that was a that was a really, really good strike. She she hit it across her body. Um, she was like, she was moving to her right. And then she positioned herself with her right foot and hit it right across her body to the left left side of the goal. Um, right under Kottmeyer, who, you know, she kind of had it covered, but just slipped right under her. And um, yeah, that was a fantastic finish um, from Kerr. <sighs> Man, what could have been, huh? If they had yeah. had a coach in the World <laughs> Cup who gave her Ugh. a ball at her feet. And I don't know, man. It's almost like Ugh. it's almost like you have one of the greatest goal scorers in the uh. world. And not getting her the ball is a terrible gameplay. Uh, no, they just had her whack it with her head, which she can do, but let her kick it. Gosh. Um Have you seen Sam Kerr run uh. in face, oh, guys? Man. I don't know. Uh, no, that was that was a terrible defensive breakdown from Orlando. They messed up real bad. And um yeah, but no, Vasconcelos, but Vasconcelos slipped that through. Yeah, um, she did. No, it's so interesting to go from this team that just like pinged the ball around and couldn't do anything to having one be so quick on the counter. Um And again, it's like it's good, but Kerr should not be the difference there. You know, it's I don't know. I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right. But, I mean... Yeah, right, that's the thing, right? Like, something went wrong, or didn't, or whatever, and it just doesn't matter, because she's back, so... <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, yeah, that's great, but it's also like, uh... uh right, because things are only yeah. going to get harder from here. Yeah, I mean, well, eventually the, you know, the season gets shorter, right? And you want to maybe get us pick up points where you miss picking them up during this time, yeah. but... Um, and and the time is approaching where... Even if they win the whole thing, the U.S. players are coming back. Yes, <clears throat> but Chicago's think, too, though. Yeah, I about to say, but I mean, there's there's a good couple of yeah. <laughs> there's a good there's a good four players that are right. still on, on the way back. That's true. Um, for for the rest stars, but for for this game to just um sort of close it out, the the rest stars were up three one and at halftime uh oh, right, they yeah. made a very important sub right. I, at the time for katie Naughton, who was only able to go 45 minutes with her hip injury and brooke elby came on and ended up being the half for the you know 
this was her big half of soccer. She's come on as a sub before for the Red Stars, but I believe, and you guys can, somebody can add me if I'm wrong, but I believe this match in particular was the biggest pocket of minutes that she has gotten to date this season with the Red Stars. That sounds right to me. Yeah, I think in the past it's just been sort of like as a a late halftime sub, right? Um, But going a full 45-plus stoppage time was basically uh, the number that was called for Brooke LB. And I got to say, not the not the best of moments for Brooke LB. I think that this game, well, after they went up 3-1, right, in the 55th minute, um, you're talking 10 minutes from the half, you're feeling good, right? Pressing for a few more, you know? Right. I mean, Brooke LB actually got a shot on target herself. Yeah, there, Chicago, right? Chicago Michelle had a Vescon- hell yeah, of a lot Michelle of shots. Vesconcellos, Michelle yeah. Vasconcelos kept going. Right. Di Bernardo kept going. Sam Kerr kept going. Danny Colaprico ended up getting one on her own. Um, really good strike that she had. Uh, That's right. Forcing Kopmeyer to to get a, a hand on it, and she and she did. Good shot through traffic. Um, but they definitely had the opportunity to to widen this uh, this scoreline, and unfortunately, it looked like some of those some of that like goal scoring show was still kind of follow them into this match, even though they won three to two. They could have scored like seven, but they honestly could have scored like six or seven goals. Right. Like this had the feelings of a 2018 sky blue playoff clinching game where they won like five, nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But these, uh, some of those other shots other than Sam Kerr's just were not, uh, going in the back of the net. So once you're hitting and approaching those final 15 minutes and you're up, uh, you know, three goals to one, I think your your sort of mentality maybe shifts in terms of like being able to sort of close out the game. They tried. Uh, they tried but, to defend out the game with no defenders, which yeah. Was but Orlando, admirable. Orlando had other. Uh, they had other ideas. I think uh, you know with subbing on um, Brooke Elby for Katie Naughton, that forced Chicago to rearrange their back line. There, Casey Short was moved into the center back position. For LB to sort of take on responsibility on the flank along with uh, Aaron Wright opposite side there while Sarah Gordon and Casey Short had the responsibility on the inside. And sort of having a player like Casey Short move into that center back role, which she, you know, doesn't, she's not inexperienced there, you know what I mean? Um, But she was doing and providing so much for this Red Stars team in that first 45 minutes at the outside back position and then sort of having her be forced to you know go into center back position i think a you kind of lost something on the flank and then b asked even more of this defender that you've been asking a lot of um already and i think things kind of came to a head there when you started approaching the 80th minute martha again still had her engine going uh ended up sort of threading this beautiful ball through uh which savannah mccaskill who had also uh, subbed on into the second half. Unfortunately, tried to do like this kind of sliding tackle, and it was just yeah. <laughs> a mark, it was it was a mark that through ball, and you were not going to get that. And it just absolutely like went right past her and just landed into the feet of uh, Camila. And it ended up sort of being this scenario where we'll never know now, but there was a scenario where it was Camila and Casey Short sort of one v one. And looking on the replay, um, it looks like. Camila maybe had a step on short. Uh, but all of a sudden, from about 20-plus yards out, uh, Brooke Elby decided to make a darting run 
inside of the box and pulls a challenge on Camila, and then a foul was called. And they were awarded a penalty kick. And I kind of felt some kind of way about that. I didn't think it was a smart foul. And uh, I don't think Casey Short <laughs> appreciated being denied. Being, uh, didn't appreciate being denied the opportunity to try to make a play on the ball herself. Right. Um, so I, it lo- after looking at the replay, it looked like a number of things could have happened, about three different options. Yeah. I mean, played. yes. It def- uh, you, had, you had Camila playing in this ball, right? And you could have had maybe A, Camila shoot this ball and it goes into net, right? Or B, you could have had Casey, a combination of Casey Shore and a med- maybe eventually Sarah Gorda coming over to force Camila to get a shot off in pressure and maybe gives Emily Boyd an opportunity to save, right? Or C, the third and final option, which is fouling terribly and getting a penalty kick and putting Marta, of all people, at the spot against Emily Boyd, which I think is the last and worst option you want in that scenario, but that was the way it played out. How how do you feel about it, Sandra? (laughs) Not great, Bob. Not great. Not great. Um, no, I think I think if you're <laughs> if you're gonna bet if you're gonna bet on something, you have to bet on the Orlando Pride whiffing it, right? Like you just you can't make it easier for them. Um, no, I I mean I felt yeah, that was definitely like Casey Short was asked to do something that was not her job for forty five minutes, <laughs> and up until that point, she had been doing fine. <laughs> And that was definitely, I know, I think you said it was like the, I didn't need any help. I thought it was the more like, I was doing fine. <laughs> I'm Everybody fine. Everybody call it what they want to call it, man. Um, but it was a good moment. It was. It a good was. Moment. Uh, yeah. I, you know why it was I mean, such Brooke, a good moment? Brooke Elby was not set up to succeed in this second half. But it, yeah, it was some very poor decision making in a game that didn't need it, you know? Shout out to the president for... Just trying. Right, yeah. <laughs> she was just yeah. thrown out there, really. She was just really thrown out there, man. It's just one of those things where it's it's really weird because it's like it was such a good moment because I immediately thought of you and us in this podcast because I remember on this podcast, I can't remember if it was last episode or the week before. There were so many losses that we had to cover. But you mentioning who's going to be the player – that doesn't have a problem with making her teammates feel bad right. in order to win a game. And it just, I started laughing when I saw that because I was like, wow, I didn't expect it to be Casey Short. Mm-hmm. But apparently it was. Yeah, she didn't even have to say anything. <laughs> no, it was such a good mom stare, wasn't yeah. it? It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> it, was really, really it, good. It, is, it is very funny, too, because like regardless of whether or not Short actually had it covered, she felt like she had it covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so good, man. But Martha, right? So what? Like you put Martha at the spot. Ninety-nine percent of the time, that ball's going in, and it did. You know, poor Emily Boyd had to go up against Martha. Martha converts, and it's a little bit different game for the last, uh, you know, twelve minutes or so uh, after you convert a PK and you're only down a goal, right? So you have uh, Orlando Pride trying to press a bit more, get the equalizer, and steal points off of the Chicago Red Stars. So, you know, Camila came right back with another shot. Marissa Vigiano with a shot of her own. Danica Evan in 90 minutes plus stoppage time. Right. Uh, getting a shot of her own. And Sam Kerr even truly tried to put this in the bag by getting a final sh- attempt on goal. But 
Uh, it wasn't necessary, and the Red Stars ended up winning this game 3-2. to two. And looking back on it, there were parts of this game that felt much better than uh, they did not, you know. So it's just uh, it's good to see the Red Stars winning, and it's good to see Sam Kerr scoring goals again. Yeah, I mean, she's got nine now in ten games the team has played, seven that she's played. Um, I, I mean, yeah, she's the clear golden boot front runner at this moment. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know how to feel about this game. I think probably – I you got a chance to rewatch it. I, I did not. Um, I do think that probably my perception of it was colored by the frustrations of the last couple of weeks. I'd have to go back and rewatch to actually analyze exactly how it went. Um, Orlando played like crazy people for the last 15 minutes. So it's hard to tell exactly how much of that was, uh, Chicago, uh, not handling their business and how much of it was just, you know, they had no defense. They had no central defenders. Like I, I'm sure I can just imagine what that post-game conversation would be with the Chicago coaching staff where they would just say, we have, what are we supposed to do? We have no center backs. Um, which when I say that, I don't mean that Sarah Gordon is not a, a great center back. That's just not her natural. That's not where she started. Um, and it, th- this actually, Oh, one other thing I want to say though, and this will, this will pivot us into next week. Um, this was also, this game was indicative of one of the larger conversations about Chicago's schedule this year. Um, this was game 10 out of 24. Uh, this was Chicago's first game against Orlando, and they have their first game against Sky Blue next week, which means that they have five more games now between Orlando and Sky Blue combined. Um, they've mostly only played very good teams so far. And, you know, things are shaped you know, throughout the second half of the season. We don't know how it's going to go, but um, they, the idea of where Chicago needed to be at a certain point of the season I think was probably colored at least a little bit by who they were playing. Um, and there are no easy points in this league, but there are easier points. And that, you know, Chicago might be able to more easily take, can- take care of business uh, in the next couple of weeks. No, absolutely. I, there, there's a ton of there's a ton of great stuff to take out of this game, right? No, we don't like the duels number against a team like the Chicago Red Stars. No, right. we don't like the perception um, that it appears that the midfield is getting bodied off the ball when that midfield consists of players like Vanessa DiBernardo or Danny Colaprico or Nikki Stanton. You know what I mean? Like that was one of the other good things that came out of this match for me. I love that Nikki Stanton went in to Orlando pride sitting on four yellow cards and did not get a fifth. <laughs> I thought that was huge. Yeah. Like that was fantastic. I thought that was huge considering that there was a midfield that at times was getting outworked and being like sort of out and getting sort of pushed off the ball. And the responsibility sometimes when it comes to pushing back a little bit and stepping up a little bit has kind of sort of befallen to right. a player like Nikki Stanton, and that's where those yellows have sort of come into play. So for her in this type of match, the way that it was sort of playing out to not get that yellow, I thought was fantastic. I also so, congratulations to her. Yeah, I also think um, 
this is not a controversial thing to say. I think the refs in this league know who Nikki Stanton is, and I think they pay her a little bit of extra attention. <laughs> they got the hard eyes. They do. They got hard eyes for Nikki Stanton. They want to give her those yellow hearts. Uh-huh. Yellow cards. No. Huge. I don't think people – I mean – Maybe I'm making that out to be a bigger deal than it needs to be, but I mean, there's a good chunk of uh, some of the midfield for the rest of us that are still participating in the World Cup. And, uh, you know, you need a player like Nikki Stanton still for a little while. And so for her to not get that fifth yellow is huge. Uh, please Absolutely. feel free to get that after the rest of the team comes back. Right. Do your thing. But for now, I thought that was great uh, against a team like this. And as looking ahead, as they start to prepare for Sky Blue FC next week, which we're going to preview right now. And I don't think there's a whole lot to preview. Uh, because they don't have a coach. Should just win this game, guys. Just win the game. They, yeah. they don't have a coach. Uh, they are not good. Um, you have several former Sky Blue players on your team. Yeah. You are the Amnesty International mm-hmm. slash refugee camp for former uh, you know, tortured sky blue players, uh, go and win the game. Guys. Yep. That's it. There's not a whole lot to say about this. Do you have a whole lot more to say about these players? I think Savannah McCaskill should start. I think that I, it's so not a Rory move to do that, but I just think that I think that he should start her against her former club and she should open her goal scoring account with the team in this game. Yeah, I would love for Savannah. I had Savannah McCaskill last week heading into this Orlando Pride game. Again, before we knew Sam Kerr was going to be back, I wanted Yuki Nagasato to have a good game against Orlando Pride. She did. I was very happy about that. And I wanted Savannah McCaskill to have a good game. And this was under the when I was under the impression that she was going to probably get a little bit more significant minutes, if not a start. Um, but since she didn't, I would like that to happen for this week. Hopefully... She does have a good game or has the opportunity, I should say, to have a good game. I think they – oh, okay. Here's my other thing. I think they should bring back the 4-3-3. I agree. I agree. Sky I know Blue's that they, not going to stop them, you know? No, no matter what. I know that they rolled out with it against Rain. Right. Right, FC. And then they rolled out with it in the second week in a row uh, against Orlando Pride. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't already checked out uh, Hot Time and Time, you should A, read Claire's recap, and then B, you can read my points of the match, some things that we might have learned or that you might have missed during the match. And uh, I talk a little bit about the formation there because I agree with you, Claire. I think uh, going back to the four four two, I think, is a step backwards. But at the same time, I right. think considering considering where the Red Stars maybe were at uh, and, they're lo- and they're sort of slump here right. and their goal is slump yeah. and – maybe a little bit of a mentality type factor going on into it. Maybe they wanted to get, you know, a whole, the concept of getting back to basis sure. type of thing. Right. And they reverted back to that four four two. But I think with having a player like Sam Kerr back and going up against uh sky blue FC, I mean, you could, yeah, you could roll out in the four four two, but you should definitely maybe try to go back to that four three three. I think they should. Yeah. I mean, I think with Sam back, they run the four three three for the rest of the season. I think if, if D Bernard, if Vanessa D Bernardo can go, you know, yeah, I mean, well, Yuki looked good. Yeah, um, right. Sam looked great in it. Vanessa, uh, excuse me, uh, Michelle Vasconcelos got herself an assist. So, I think, I think it's a good idea to bring it back against uh, Sky Blue, and you'll be here at home. And right. um, yeah, yeah. Do you have a player that you want to have a big, uh, big match besides Savannah? Um, other than Savannah, I keep saying this. Um, you know, we haven't said her name during this podcast because you know we're not trying to rag on anybody but i would love for danny colaprico to have a good game 
Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I mean, midfield in general, yeah, right? But right. yeah, Danny, Danny Colafrico for sure. Uh, I think I think that um, she was someone who had a really high duels one stat last year, and that went a long way. And I, um, you know, things just aren't quite clicking. And when we talked about this, you know, there's a lot of reasons why that might be happening. And and I don't, you know, this is not a criticism of her as a soccer player. She's just like in a little bit of no man's land right now. And um, I'd love for her to click back in. Playing against uh, the team that is very low in the ring at the bottom of the rankings, probably coming in with some low morale is probably a good game to get your mojo back. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think this should be a win for the Red Stars. I don't know how many goals. I would, I would like it to be a comfortable win. And I, I'm also going to say that I, <laughs> for the love of God, um, I don't know how it has to happen, if it has to be a complete effort from all 11 players, but please get a shutout for Emily <laughs> B. Yeah, you she's are been capable, good. You are yeah, capable, right. you are capable yeah. of getting a shutout. Yeah, yeah. Emily Boyd has put together some good performances. She's shown up some really good stuff she out there. Really and unfortunately, has, yeah. fortunately, she does not have a clean sheet to her name today in this summer of Boyd. So I would yeah, love yeah. for Emily Boyd to get that clean sheet against Sky Blue FC. So I would also like to see that uh, this weekend. But we'll see. I'm feeling good about the win. I'm feeling good heading into next weekend. Good stuff on the horizon. Claire, where can the good people find you and your work? Uh, uh, yes. So yeah. I, I'm at the Equalizer. I do their podcast. I also put something out this week about the U.S. Women's National Team. Um which when this comes out, we'll know what happened to them. Can't wait. Uh, and I also do recaps for Hot Time in Old Town. I think I should also have a piece coming out on SB Nation Soccer this week. Um, so mostly just follow me on Twitter at Scout Ripley. Um, that's where all of it is. And yeah, I, I hope. I mean, I, I haven't done a ton of like written work so far in this World Cup, but I'm kind of hitting a, a peak on it this week. So trying to you know get some stuff out there. Good stuff. Follow Claire. Follow Scott Ripley. Listen to the music. They're awesome. Support your local yes. Chicago band. They are great. They make all the podcast music for everybody's favorite podcast out there. Uh, if you want to follow me and my work, uh, you, or general shenanigans, you can do that on Twitter at Sand Herrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. Uh, you can find my work at Hot Time in Old Town. I have a piece out right now on Steph Cox on Equalizer. So shout out to her. And for taking the time to talk to me a little bit in post game, check that out. Uh, you can find additional World Cup stuff coming out this week at secondcitysoccer.com. There's a semifinal happening tomorrow, United States and England, guys. Or if you haven't listened to this podcast, you probably watched it already. But it's going to be a real one. Um, there's a watch party. I'm probably going to have some content coming out about that. So check that out at secondcitysoccer.com. And if you don't do anything else whatsoever, if you don't like reading, if you don't feel like following Claire, if you don't feel like following me, you should continue your support of the Southside Trap podcast, the podcast that helps you stay outside with the Chicago Red Stars. And you can do that by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P. And you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. So go ahead and seek us out, find us. Give us a listen, give us a like, subscribe, rate, review, 
Uh, we appreciate that stuff. It helps us out tremendously when you do that and when it comes to providing uh, some good podcast content for you guys. So feel free to do all that. Enjoy the episode. And we'll be back with you uh, next week.